In this week's episode, we take a look at the first trailer for the upcoming Super Mario Bros. movie. Plus, we take a look at the streamy future of gaming. My name is Anthony. And I'm Barry. This is episode 69 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. So, what games have we been playing this week? I think I've only been playing Grounded, to be honest. Yeah, we took a dive back into Grounded. Now that's got a full game release in. And... It's quite a lot been added, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit darker than he expected as well. Yeah. Do you know what? I was reading something, uh, I think it was actually today, saying that Grounded is actually quite a horror movie, if you think about it, with all the spiders and everything else. It's kind of quite traumatizing if, you're, <laughs> if you've got arachnophobia. Well, I don't have arachnophobia. However, just on that, that related note, Kerry yeah. has told me I am no longer allowed to play the Xbox in the bedroom. Why is that? Maybe because we've been playing it in the middle of the night while she's asleep and I'll just be running around and like one of those bloody wolf spiders just come like scurrying out of a hole. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and the amount of times we'll, we'll sort of be creeping and look around what's going on and all of a sudden this spider just goes, you're like, grand. Well, you had experience with them, didn't you? The uh, orb weavers. I don't know what triggered it, if anything. The fact it's some sort of like wave defense, it just popped yeah. up in the corner, payback, and I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean, payback? And then like loads of orb weavers just started running out of all the bushes and everything attacking me. We didn't really have much of a base. We've basically gone, this is where we're going to put the base. We had a foundation and some walls, and that was it. They just wrecked everything, including me, repeatedly. But the thing is, because they attacked the base, every time I respawned, I'd respawn at the base. They were straight on me. <laughs> it sounds horrific. Now, it was, I wasn't it really playing was. that time, so I missed out on that, but Barry just got the munch no. sounds of it. I've been playing quite a lot of it through streaming on the Steam Deck, something which will be relevant later in this episode. Oh, And really? it's been quite a good experience, actually. I've been enjoying it. I've been like just lying in bed, playing like half an hour or something before i go to sleep well, it's one of those where it's a very chill game and obviously well, you go those bloody orb weavers attack me it was well <laughs> all the fish <laughs> other than all that, the stink bugs but it's, it's kind of one of those where if you're careful you can survive quite a while without an issue and you know i don't feel like constant on edge other than now knowing there's like a wave attack at some point but I, I think it's more quite worrying thing game. about that is I have no idea what triggered it. I, did, I was we, just, did we kill a certain amount of spiders and then it was like right, next next night nope. cycle? Was it during the night or day it attacked? Um, it was it during was the night, night but I think it was oh. kind of like later on in the night going into the day. I don't think it was like, oh, it hit eight o'clock and now you've been attacked or something. Yeah. I know, it sounds quite terrifying. It, it was. And it's, it's more worrying that I just don't know what actually triggered it. You watch next we'll have uh, wolf spiders coming at us. Now that's even worse. Mm. Have you played anything else this week? Uh, other than playing Mortals Phoenix Rising every now and then? No, not at all. Should we get into the news? Yeah, of course. But before we do, as always, we need to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, Bobby Socks and Short Gizmo. Again, we thank you so much for your continued support. It really does help us. Now, because you took so long actually managing to fiddle around with your headset and whatnot and no, get into the, the um, give me that. and get into the call so that we could actually record oh, this podcast. Whatever. I've managed to find some Sonic the Hedgehog news for you for this week. 
Why can't I get a week by without some sort of Sonic news? We didn't have any that last week. Did we not? Oh, nothing surprised no, me. No. The image Although of the I show tell notes. you about the games that I picked up instead. Oh, there you go. See? That's not news. That's not news. Oh, still Sonic related stuff. First DLC has been announced for the upcoming Sonic Frontiers. And this DLC is a crossover with Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> so it looks like you've got a skin and maybe an emote. Yeah, so I believe what it is, it's actually two costumes for Sonic. So yeah. Monster Hunter inspired costumes, plus a little mini game based on the cooking game from Monster Hunter. So you can get like, I, I think it gives you a buff. I'm, a guess, I'm guessing <laughs> it's a temporary buff. Okay. Is this free or paid DLC though? That's this is my free. Question. This is free okay. DLC. Okay. It launches a few days after the game on the 14th of November. Do you know what? Well, I mean, something like this, if they release it as paid, for two skins and a little mini game, I, th- I think that's quite cheap. But I'm glad that it's free because something mm. like this I don't think should be payable, if you know what I mean. It's not sort I of don't thing. Know. If it was like £1, I wouldn't have an issue with it. If it was oh, like yeah. seven ninety nine for two skins and a bonus mini game, I'd be like, uh, nah. No chance. Absolutely not. Going from one of the most iconic characters with Sonic to his arch nemesis, Mario. Have you seen the trailer for the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie? I have. I have. And at the very start, that's awesome with the sort of Bowser Castle coming over and that little scene they had with the penguins. That was amazing. (laughs) And then Mario came in and it's like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then you had the voice to it. Oh, it's Chris Pratt doing a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Pratt. That sounds nothing like Marriott at all. I find his accent in it unoffensive. It, oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with the accent. It's just not Mario. It didn't speak to me. Yes, that's what I wanted. The thing is, it was picked up ahead of time with him going, this this is going to blow your socks off. You know, it's... It's Mario's, you've never heard them. And in all fairness, he's right. I've never heard Mario sound like Chris Pratt. (laughs) So I suppose he was right in that instance. I thought Jack Black as Bowser was pretty good, though. Yes. I quite liked his voice. No, it was very well. And thankfully, Toad weren't as screechy as he has been in like previous games and the. No, however, I did miss the fact that when Mario's jumping around, you went here and go, hui, 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 jumping around on the mushrooms. I am excited to hear Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Hmm. I think he should do a good job. What would you do if he was in it? And it was a bit like Groot. It was like Vin Diesel be playing Groot. And all he goes is, <laughs> I am Groot. And all it is, is <laughs> Seth Rogen. Go, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'd be like, that's a waste of money. <laughs> Honestly, the amount that flipping Vin Diesel got paid just to say, I am Groot. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Ah. Again, another waste of money for a voice actor. Mm. Just out of curiosity, have you watched the French trailer? I haven't, but you did tell me about it. Right, go watch it right now. Okay. Let me know what you think of his voice. A few moments later. Do you know, I did quite like because the way that his sort of voice went higher towards the end of the word. Yeah, he's doing jumping it. across the mushrooms. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. kind of, it has that Mario flair, I guess you could say. 
Yeah. <laughs> because I saw on Twitter lots of people going, I'm going to go watch Mario in French. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I watched the French trailer. I was like, all right, okay. So you get the feeling of the Mario character. You just don't understand what on earth's going on. Unless you're French. Oh, no, not at all. But in all fairness, if it's going to be going, if he's going to be speaking like that, you kind of like, I might just have the subtitles. Well, it depends if they have the subtitles at the movie. Because Mario has to have those high pitched moments. That's what you, when you think of Mario, you do have the, it's the me and Mario. I mean, it's, it's not, it's the me and Mario. The voice provided by Charles Martinet, it's kind of iconic now as being Mario's voice. Yeah, and to change it, I think that's what people are just expecting. And Chris Pratt, it's not the voice he's given the character. I, I say, I don't think it's bad from the very small snippets they hear in the trailer. But I wasn't like, "Wow, that's amazing!" No, but it's just not what we were expecting. Yeah. Well, actually, it was exactly what I was expecting. To be honest. Hmm. Oh yeah. In all fairness, sorry. Yeah. It's we not think- what we were hoping for. Oh, yeah, it's not what we were hoping for. <laughs> Unless they're going to do like Sonic did, and they showed us this, but it actually will be sound different in the movie. No, I doubt it. When I first saw Mario, though, and I did mention this to you, and I think you agreed to me, it did remind me of Wreck-It Ralph. I felt like it was a yes. Wreck-It Ralph character cosplaying as Mario. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just that. I think, so when he came out the pipe, I mean, I know, obviously, the moves are similar style animations, like I said, so it came through and I was like, it looks like a Wreck-It Ralph character, or he looks like he's from Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, but don't forget Illumination didn't do Wreck-It Ralph. No, no, he, and they didn't, but seeing him go off across the mushrooms, it kind of, like, it kind of gave me a Wreck-It Ralph feel to it as such. Mm. For me, it was, it was more just the way the character looked, his face. Yeah. I've been quite intrigued. It looks like Mario doesn't belong to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. He's like teleported there somehow just because he's questioning where is he and stuff. Hopefully it's better than 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. I've not watched that, but I guess at some point I need to watch it. Oh, you ne- we need to watch it. We need to watch it. It's it's one of those movies, it's so bad, it actually becomes enjoyable. I know I've mentioned this multiple times. Well, next time we have a game, we'll actually just watch that instead. Yeah. And just cringe. Bob Hoskins says Super Mario. <laughs> 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 I think I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my days, this is shocking. Yeah, honestly, it's it's appalling, but it's so bad. It's enjoyable. Like, you're like, how did they mess this up so much? Oh, <laughs> because they didn't think about it. Now, we didn't see many characters within it. Uh, so we saw Bowser and his, and his Koopa Troopers, weren't they? Um, and then the Penguins, and then we saw Toad and Mario. I thought Toad suited i think that was a right voice i felt when i saw toad i was like yeah that's kind of what i'll picture yeah thankfully it hasn't got that really scratchy screechy voice that i think um jen taylor the person who done kotana she was the one who gave him that voice originally it's got a tiny hint of it but thankfully it's not it's (laughs) It's not displeasing to the ears yeah don't forget we do briefly see luigi as well at the end He's running away from the dry bones. Very, very quickly. Now, I'm excited to watch this. Uh, We know it's got released for 2023, but that's all we know. We don't know more of a date, do we? I could imagine this being definitely a summer movie. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely one of those summer blockbusters. And I think this will easily hit high in the box office quite quickly. 
But do you reckon it'll beat Sonic? No. No. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I feel like it could beat Sonic in terms of how many people go and see it. Maybe because obviously you've got so many Mario games, you know, you've got Superstar games and all stuff like that, and obviously all these characters are in those sorts of games, all the Mario Party games and that. They're obviously their party games that all the younger kids will definitely play a lot more. So I don't know. I think it might be close. I don't know. I think with it being a completely animated movie, might give it slight advantage in attracting a younger audience. And yes. the thing is, if one kid goes to watch it, you've got a minimum of one adult has to go with them. Yeah, it's the same as Sonic, though. No, I think with Sonic being a live action, there's a lot more people like me who just go and watch it because I wanted to go and watch it. No, the first Sonic not... movie, we palmed Elliot off on me dad. I mean, Kerry yes. went and watched it. Not for um, not for Valentine's Day though. That was uh, that was a bit of a sore subject. As I said, let's let's breeze over that one. Yeah, yeah, right. So before we get into this week's cloud gaming heavy episode, actually, we'd just like to ask for your help. Yeah, I'm talking to you specifically, whoever's listening to this. All we ask is that you just take one minute and leave us an honest review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps us massively. Alternatively, if you are able to, you can join our Patreon for as little as £1 per month, where you will receive an ad-free version of the podcast and get a shout-out on our next episode. Are we, are we going straight in with a sore subject? Well, it's not a sore subject for me because I never invested in this. <sighs> yeah, not a sore subject, but I mean... A very, it's it's uh, mind-boggling. Yeah, oh, 100%. When I saw this today, I was like... What? So, Google have now announced their cloud gaming focused Chromebooks after just cancelling Google Stadia two weeks ago. There's a hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. We've got a new gaming laptop instead. This, obviously, they were designing these and they were going to advertise it with Stadia and no one told them that they were shutting down Stadia. That is, I'm positive that's what's happened in this case. And like, oh no. We've got a gaming-focused Chromebook. Actually, three gaming-focused Chromebooks. Yes, three. And we've just shut down our only way to play, like, high-end games. I mean, what are they doing? I don't even think they know, to be honest. Surely people can be completely hesitant about it. After what's just happened with Stadia, if people have heard about it and heard the extent of how bad it's gone, yes, it's a cloud gaming laptop and yes it's going to be focused on being able to run other streaming platforms mm. people are going to be hesitant because it's google do you know what i wouldn't buy this not because it's a cloud-based product by google because thankfully they're pushing it with nvidia geforce now and xbox game pass or mm. if you live in the us you also get amazon's what's it called lumia luna luna sorry so you have got other options, thankfully, you know, irrespective yeah. of what Google decides to kill next, you'll still hopefully be able to use these services for many years in the future. The reason I won't get it is I don't know the prices of this, but for this sort of tech in a Chromebook, yeah. something which inherently is more limited than, say, a MacBook or a Windows PC, I think this is going to be up towards the price of some of these more premium devices like the MacBook. At that point, I'd rather just buy a MacBook or something like, I don't know, a Surface laptop 
and have a bit more of a better standalone computer, which can still access all of these cloud streaming services anyway. I just thought it was a very strange collaboration to release out. I don't quite understand why. I don't think a Chromebook needs to be put as a streaming device, if I'm honest. Well, no, it's it's nice to be a streaming device, but the fact that they've gone out the way to add things like Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E, that's something yeah. we mentioned on the Logitech G Cloud device. Yeah. That would realistically be something I would class as essential nowadays to include on a streaming dedicated device. And fortunately, these free Chromebooks have that. But RGB backlit keys and 120 hertz high resolution displays that display itself in it sounds it sounds like a nice display <laughs> don't get me wrong but it sounds like it's a lot of extra cost for what at the end of the day is still a chromebook it's not as if you won't be able to stream these games on something that isn't a gaming chromebook no of course not i mean most devices would stream this even if it's nowhere near a gaming level chromebook but for the cost that's going to come with it, I don't think it's going to be really justifiable. It's going to have to come in at a lower price for people to be interested in this, I think. To me, a Chromebook is a low-cost device. Yeah. I've never seen a high-end Chromebook do well. But chucking in those screens, the Wi-Fi 6, it's, it's going to push it up, though. Yeah, it's like we used to sell Chromebooks and they range from like £250 up to like £400. And then we had the Google Pixel Chromebook. And if I remember right, it was like a grand or 1100 quid. I don't think we ever sold a single one of them. Oh, really? I know we sent a load of them back. Because no one was interested. Yeah, who's got to pay 1100 quid for a Chromebook when you could pay £1,000 for a MacBook? Or a thousand pound for a Surface laptop, or a, you know something like a HP Spectre, a HP Envy, something like that. You know, something a bit more premium. Do you feel like Google's trying to dip their fingers in too many pies, and it's just realizing that it's not got that much of a? You know, they can't just again, they can't just go off the name. I don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> they they <laughs> no. seem very aimless at the moment. They seem to have something like this, which was designed to support one of their services that they've just killed off. And then announce this two weeks later. If I was Google, I'd think, ah, the optics of this are going to look pretty bad. Should we hold off for another month or so before we announce? (laughs) Just wait a little bit. Hopefully let the news die down that we've just killed off our complete, you know, streaming platform to the release. Exactly. Exactly. A Chromebook, that's a streaming. It's like, hmm, okay. Well, if anyone's interested in one of these devices, what's wrong with you? Yeah, guess yeah honestly, get <laughs> checked over. Unless these have some other features that aren't mentioned in the press release, I I can't see them being good unless these are like 500, 600 pounds maximum. In which case, they'd be pretty nice word processors. <laughs> you can still get secondhand, you know, like a Surface Pro 4 for that price. I saw uh, on this Amazon two-day deal, they had the Surface Pro X for 499 quid. Well, there you go. So it's just kind of, do you really want to get the Chromebook? No, don't do it. In all fairness, though, when Elliot's old enough, his first computer will probably be something like a Chromebook. If it's not a Chromebook, it'll be an iPad. Don't know. I think the iPad might win, to be honest. But it's something I would consider for him. 
but only like a 300 pound chromebook not a gaming edition yeah. chromebook High you end, know with 120 hertz, hertz. And stuff. yeah exactly exactly that's like buying a gaming computer for i don't know your reception computer Mm. Like I know someone who did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked what you're on. Oh, you had got a what was it? He was like, yeah, got a GTX an i7. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah. what were you using it for? You gaming? You streaming? No, no, it's for the receptionist to use uh, Excel. Yeah, I got a really good deal, so I decided to just put it in the reception. Like, right. Well, it's nice to see Microsoft trying to uh, sneak xbox game pass onto yet another device with the <laughs> chromebooks yeah and like everywhere like an itch you can't get rid of they're spreading because they've also started appearing in bing results i've noticed for for anyone that actually uses bing that is i do for the points yeah, well yeah that's the only reason i use it for <laughs> So if you search for a game that's in Game Pass or it's got a relevant result for it, the result yeah. actually has a little play button next to it. So through your Bing results, you can jump straight into that game. I think that's actually quite funky. Because say you don't realize it's part of the Game Pass, you search this game thinking, oh, I might, you know, I might, might buy it. Search it on yeah, Bing, exactly. comes the same play, you're like, oh, sweet, click play, and then you start streaming straight away. That's quite handy for me when you go, oh, that new game, I'll go search for that. And it, <laughs> now it'll tell me it's in Game Pass and don't need to buy it. No, I don't think that'll help you. I think you will still end up buying it beforehand. Well, yeah, probably. You, you'll pre-order it and then it'll, <laughs> you'll pre-order it and then a week <laughs> later it goes, come into Game Pass up. That's usually what happens. But yeah, I had a little I had a little play around. So I searched for Grounded in Halo Infinite and the buttons were there. Yeah. Click them, it takes you straight to the page and you can start playing straight away. So does it open an Xbox? Are you straight through the browser there or does it just launch it straight? No, well, I'm, I'm doing it on a Mac, so I don't have the Xbox app. It just does it straight through the browser. All right. Does it, no, but what I mean, does it load it to another page to load it or does it just open straight away? No, it just, um, when I done it and I clicked play, it went from the search result page through to the xbox game cloud streaming oh, cool. page instead so it's very seamless yeah because i was already signed into bing as well yes i can to get me points yeah i didn't have to sign into the xbox website either it just straight in Dude, that's actually a pretty cool little feature it's such a small little thing but i think it's interesting well it's actually a feature that google announced for stadia three years ago oh, really which, as far as I'm aware, I might be wrong because I've not used Stadia, but as far as I'm aware, they never implemented into Google Search. I'm not surprised. So Microsoft went, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do it. Let's just take that and use it ourselves. So not only has Microsoft integrated themselves into Bing results... And replaced Stadia on a Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So... We're going to go to another one. They get themselves onto the MetaQuest 2. So you'll now be able to cloud stream through the Quest 2 itself. It won't be a VR game. It will just be like a 2D screen within the um, Quest. I think, again, there's a cool little feature. It'll be like playing on a bloody big screen. Oh, massive. Didn't the Rift have this feature at some point? I'm sure we did it on your... We did it on the... Microsoft Mixed Reality headsets. Oh, sorry, that was So it. that Dell Mixed Reality headset I had, uh, it went cloud streaming as in this, but it would no. stream from my Xbox to the headset. And you'd go and you'd sit in and it'd be like a theater room with this huge screen. Yeah, so we did, we did try that. 
I'm a bit sad it won't come to my quest because I've got the old original Meta Quest or Oculus Quest. So unfortunately, I won't be able to play this. And I ain't buying a new Oculus. Especially considering they put the price up 100 quid and the new Quest Pro is $1,500. So yeah, mm, that is a little bit too expensive for me. You think? I think it's too expensive for most people. From the looks of it, it looks like it's more leaning towards companies, I think, more than just general day-to-day people. Yeah, yeah. The, the MetaQuest Pro is definitely more of a commercial item rather than consumer item. But yeah. still, I, I refuse to buy a MetaQuest 2 now that I know they've gone up, to, uh, gone up 100 quid. Was it last month or the month before? Playing on the MetaQuest... You wouldn't just play ground on your TV, but to play grounded with a massive spider right in front of your face, a massive screen. Oh, yeah. If you've not Absolutely got a Rackham Phobia before that, you have no pants off you. Oh, yeah. Talk about getting terrified. I think this is cool the feature. Moving on to our last bit of news, actually, and something completely different. So, if you didn't want to play Xbox Cloud Streaming on your headset, your competitors' laptops, or. Or Bing Search. Or, or within your Bing Search. Unfortunately, they haven't quite ironed out the kinks, but it's not running on a potato yet. But a potentially <laughs> exactly. another place that you could play is a new Xbox streaming-only console. Now, this is something we've talked about previously, and it's been rumored for... I heard rumors about a machine like this before the Xbox One was officially announced. Yeah, it's been quite a while this has been sort of floated about, isn't it? Yeah, so in a tweet from the ever-illustrious Phil Spencer... He's shown a picture of his shelves with a Vault Boy toy on it to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Fallout series, which yeah. makes me feel really, really old. And <laughs> in typical fashion, everyone's looking for a little Easter egg after they found out the Xbox Series S was on his shelf in the background on a video once. Well, it's, it's not just on the Series S. How many times has he left something on his shelves and everyone's gone like, what's this? What's that? What's this? Well, he done it with the Kojima production statue, didn't he? And then announced they're doing a game with him. Yes, well, exactly. So it happens quite a lot. Yeah, everyone's like looking over it. Because I looked at it and went, oh, what's that? What's that new console? The one on the right in the middle shelf. And then realized it was the Xbox accessibility controller. Yes. I thought it was a console because it looked like a Series S, but with two big grills yeah. on it. And so then realized it was the big pads. Hiding behind uh, the Halo Infinite and the little statue. Yeah, the little art box. People point out a very small console, which actually... To me, it looks like the size of the Kinect. Tiny, absolutely mm, tiny. Right, it looks thing. much smaller than the Kinect. From from here, it looks like it's barely wider than an Xbox controller. Yeah, it's... Oh, do you know what? Say that. Sorry, I'll refresh it. Yeah, next to the Xbox controller. Yeah. So it looks like... I don't know. What, what would you say? Six inches lot wide? Shit, the Xbox is only just wider than the controller. And everyone's like, mm. is this the fabled, rumoured streaming Xbox that's been going around for a while and didn't the official microsoft account tweet back and say what do we say about leaving the old concept devices about i didn't actually see that message did you not see that okay let's just get to the so microsoft themselves have announced that they are still working on a streaming only device so it's gone from being a fire tv stick sort of design to like a little box which this appears to be it yes if they release this and just say it was, I don't know, 100 to 150 pounds, would you purchase one, assuming that you wanted a second Xbox for another room? Or do you think it'd sell well? I might purchase one. If it's 100 to 150 pounds, I think I would. 
Mm. So it looks like it is almost certainly a concept, but it looks like it's something that they are progressing with. Seeing as though this seems to be one of their old prototypes, is this just you know, a revision and mm. we could be seeing something else at some point? Possibly. I do think if it does come out and it is, say, 100 to £150, because I can't see it being much more expensive than that if you can get an Xbox Series S quite often on sale for like 200 220 Yeah. I think if it was 100 quid, I'd probably get one just so I've got like a little mini Xbox on, on my desk. Think about that. If it, obviously, if it comes with a hundred quid, if that comes with a controller, that means the console oh, yeah. itself is only about fifty quid. Yeah, I would have no issue just buying the console by itself. The little, sorry, yeah. not even console, the streaming device by itself. Yeah, if it comes with a controller for a hundred quid, definitely. I reckon one hundred and fifty quid would probably be what a device like this would probably cost. Yeah, because not only that, it's, it will have. I think it will have some sort of memory to be able to have your apps on like Netflix and that to be able to run and stream stuff through. I don't think it would. I think it'd just be the web interface. So I reckon it'd have some storage for like an onboard operating system to run like the browser that it goes through and that. I actually don't think... So do you reckon that if you wanted to use something like Netflix, you'd have to use it through Bing web browser? Probably, yeah. Maybe they might put some streaming apps. Yeah, maybe they would put streaming apps like Disney Plus and Netflix and that on it, perhaps. Yeah, now thinking about it. It'd certainly make it more appealing if someone was going to pay like 140 quid for a Apple TV, and one of these is 150 quid, and you can watch Apple TV, Netflix, Disney Plus on it. Plus, stream Xbox games and maybe chuck in like a month's worth of Xbox Game Pass Premium or something. Exactly. This needs to be something that I could happily have. You know, say I'm going over to my in-laws' house for a few days. Like, sweet, let me just grab a con- let me grab a console. It's a little box. I was thinking, take it into work and plug it up to your monitor, like you do on your lunch with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on lunch. Just sit there and watch some. Yeah. Just said, have this. Boop, done. I think it's certainly something that would have market, but it'd be it'd be quite difficult in getting the majority of consumers to understand what it is, but also understand whether it's something that'd meet their needs. Say you're a little kid and your grandparents go, oh, look, there's an Xbox on sale for 100 quid. And they buy you one of these. And then you find out, you know, the internet at your home's not that great or your parents don't allow you to have access to the internet because you're quite young or something. I think that'd be its hurdles in trying to win people over and get an understanding of what it is that it is in a traditional console. It was hard enough. Remember when the Xbox One S all digital edition came out. Yes. I was working in retail then and loads of people were bringing the Mac going, yeah, I've just bought this and loads of games and there's nowhere to put my games in it. <laughs> and to me, like, digital, that's why. well, obviously it's an all digital edition. And they're like, yeah, well, to them, it was like, yeah, what's that mean? Doesn't mean anything to me. It's an Xbox one and I bought an Xbox one game. Well, surely then it's down to the consumers sort of knowing what they're selling. You know, well, it's down if, to Xbox and Microsoft in conveying that information to the consumers to make sure they know. Well, no, okay, so say, obviously, say you never heard of this device before. Device comes in, you look at it, and it obviously explains it's a streaming device. You would know what you're talking about and, and you know, advising the customer what it is. We would, but I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't. No, but if you like already my- own a console and you hear that a streaming-only device is coming out, you will know what that entails. Yeah, but don't forget, this would probably be aimed at people who don't have an Xbox console. Um, 
or aren't as much into gaming. Right, two examples I've got is, do you remember when Sky Plus came out and you could pause and rewind and that? Oh, yeah. Do you understand the technology behind it, that it buffers it onto your drive as you're watching it on your hard drive? Yeah. And all you're doing is rewinding and it's recording it as it goes. Forever long. Yeah. Yeah, my mum didn't understand that. My mum couldn't wrap her head around it. She felt guilty for pausing TV because she thought it paused, paused it for everyone, everyone else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so she was right. felt really guilty that she was annoying other people when she paused or rewound. Do you know what? My mum was the exact same thing saying that. At first, it took a while to realize that it's not for anyone. It's just our Skybox. I explained to her how it worked, and she was really suspicious as if I was just saying it to make her feel better. <laughs> To me, it was like, oh my God, that's like the most stupid thing. How can you believe that? But to my mum, that was perfectly logical to believe that's what was happening. So right, that's one of the issues. Not everyone has the same understanding of technology. And another one, do you ever remember netbooks? No. Right. So one of the first netbooks was the Zeus EPC. And it was a little tiny device. It had like two gig of storage ran a really basic version of Linux and was bad, but cost 200 quid. Now, this is at a time when the cheapest Windows laptops were still like 500 quid. Loads of people bought them because they went, oh, well, it's a laptop for 200 quid. I know it's a little bit smaller. It's only 7-inch compared to 15-inch on that one, but it's a laptop. A laptop's a laptop. And they get it, and then they'd be like, well, why can't I download Microsoft Office? Or why can't I install MSN Messenger or ICQ or AIM or something like that? You're like, yeah, it's it's basically a web browser and then open Office. That's all it was, essentially. And like, yeah, I don't don't know what you mean, but it's a laptop. My mate's got a laptop. He can put it on his. Why can't I put it on mine? And again, it was just the understanding. So if someone sees a little tiny console, they may just think, oh, it's a console like the bigger Xbox, just cheaper. It's not big enough to fit a disc in it, but I'm sure it must read it somehow. Well, not only that, because that's one thing to get around. But you're getting around that this isn't actually downloading the games to play them. No, it's just streaming up wherever. So if so your internet goes explain off... Explain someone, yeah, it's just useless. Yeah, so my Series S, if I set it as my home console, I can unplug it and take it away on holiday in a caravan with no Wi-Fi or anything and play the games locally on it. You yeah. know, depending on the game, obviously. Someone who does that goes, oh, I'll buy this and I'll chuck it in the caravan for when the kids come on holiday. And they're like, oh, well, why is it not working? It's, it's that understanding that you need to get across to them. Yeah, I guess so. And it's just kind of, we need to understand that not everyone have the same sort of thought process and we'll be able to wrap their heads around it as easily. Mm. Just quickly, just looking at his shelf quickly because we've got a picture of the shelves with the Xbox on, which we will put into show notes. But have you seen the um, Xbox 360 Alan Wake faceplate's got on there? Yeah, the faceplate. After talking about the faceplates last week. <laughs> just just there. So I'll bring it up quickly. Just before we finish... And uh, this wasn't in the notes, but something that is easier for consumers to understand. The Xbox Series X mini fridge. There's a new version oh, of that out. Yes. Yes, there is. Again. I haven't seen I it out over here. No. But it's only $55. I know. It's so much cheaper. Mm. So 
I'm actually intrigued and it's something that I might actually ask Gusta to get me if it comes out over here. I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll never get a chance to get it. I tried to order, do you know, the first one from game. Yes. He went, pre-orders alive now. And I went on, it was like, yeah, we're sold out. You were never getting it back in. Well, they're trying to come out as quick as possible. But what I find the most bizarre about this is this was just a bet, I guess, on Twitter between them and Skittles. And it's turned into this massive thing. It was also people taking the mick out of the Xbox Series X. Oh, no, it looks well, like yeah, a fridge. Oh, no. So they went, okay, well, it is now. We've made it as a fridge. It's a real fridge. I know, but that, that's the thing. It's, I think it's funny how Xbox has just taken this on the nose and just gone, that's fine. Yeah, take the mick out. That's fine. We'll make a fridge out of it. We're going to release mini fridges with it now because this thing was skills. And they're going to release yeah. it again. Well, this is slightly smaller than the previous mini fridge, isn't it? It is. It still fits about six cans as far as I'm aware. Uh, eight cans, it says, for this one. Is it eight? Okay. Yeah. I can't remember how many the other one is. I just remember if you took the shelves out, it was perfectly sized to fit an actual Xbox Series X inside of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Xboxception. Uh, I just think this is still a very cool thing that they're doing. And I, <laughs> I still Well, I should it. hope so. It's a fridge. Ah, ha, ha. Flipping it. Jeez. Nice. Well, away now. <laughs> Before the jokes get any worse, shall we Should we wrap things up? Yeah, I guess we will. Now, we know this has been one of our least retro-focused episodes of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast. We'll come back next time with more retro. But for now, we've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next time. I'm intrigued to hear um donkey kong is it steven seagal mm. doing that steven seagal oh what's the name again steven seagal the um self-proclaimed martial arts expert and no. has only ever been in one half decent movie and, no. and that's it I, i'm fairly certain steven seagal isn't i'm, I'm gonna start that bit again seth rogan